this is literally my pain point with the show, right? Okay. It's the fact that everybody wants to look at everything that is oppression and say, oh, Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. That's not how I oppression have, yeah. fucking works. Every fucking okay. form of oppression isn't fucking Handmaiden's Tale. Every fucking form of oppression isn't slavery. Like, a, a, a prime example, right? A prime example. I absolutely hate it when basketball players say the NBA is like slavery. We can we can talk we can talk about the racism in the NBA, the racism sure. with ownership. We can talk about a lot of this shit and everything isn't fucking slavery. 100% oppression exists across a lot of minority groups. Women of all colors, especially women of color, especially black women, like black people are oppressed. The prison system is 100% bullshit. I 100% know that because I 100% spent three and a half years of my life trying to change it. But everything isn't slavery. Everything is a handmaiden's tale. So I actually despise when like everything fucking happens. Exactly. That's my. That's literally my point. But no that's one. Literally no, no my one point. Is, no, okay. No, I agree. If yes, they are. In, on, no, Stephen no, okay. King. I can pull up a Stephen King tweet right now. When like somebody lost somebody lost an election, and they said Handmaiden's Tale. See, that's a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag. You got that, Tony and Jimmy. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> right. Tony and Jimbo. Yeah. Tony and Jimbo, hey. It's the fucking gabagool. Jimbo and Tones. Jimbo yeah, Jimbo and Tones. Hey. The D-Boys. How's it going? <laughs> T-Bone and Jimmy Boy. Yo, that's fucking hilarious. Like, yo, T-Bone, I like that. T-Bone. T-Bone. Tones. And fuck it, let's get into it. Welcome, everybody, to Waving the Red Flag, the number one dating and film podcast in the entire universe. We've got these motherfuckers just on the camera, just in the middle of the shit, trying to turn some shit on, turn some shit off. Raiders of the Lost podcast. We got T-Bone. Right, we got J-Dog in the house. <laughs> of course, myself, Eddie, Alvin, Josh. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is the third time, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fourth time, because we go after this, everyone. Yeah, so every, everyone watching this who's watching this on Waving the Red Flag, go watch the episode that's going to be us reviewing Severance on their channel after this. So will also be coming so out in August. Today it's going to be Handmaid's Tale. So if y'all have watched that shit, then... So obviously, spoilers for season one of Handmaid's Tale, if you haven't watched it. Don't watch if you care about spoilers or whatever. Or do, because our shit... Our, I mean, according to Josh, our takes are probably going to be more interesting than the show itself, depending on how you, how you feel. <laughs> you know I, mean? I strongly believe that, actually. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I mean, look, we are very, very interesting. So I'm not... It, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't really necessarily stand a chance. I mean... And we got the Raiders on. I mean, hey, it's going to be super official now. Ooh, up to five. Up to 11. Yeah. Jimbo and Thones. Let's go. Tony. Oh, the Italians are here. Hey, men. They're known in the hey, city. Fuck. You can't move in the city without getting permission from them. You got to get their blessing first. You're trying to move through L.A. You know? Trying to talk about a movie on a podcast? Go you see Jimbo and Thones. That would be wild if, like, you had to check in with, like, the premier podcasters for, like, a, a, a given topic before you could do it. We call ourselves film fluencers. Oh, film wow. fluencers. Yes. That's, that's yeah, very wow. white woman. I like that. That's Has that been market tested? <laughs> yeah. Like, how does the, Inside how does every white guy is a white woman. Yeah, very. Uh, we that's actually true. Have a, <laughs> that is true. Y'all like pegging. <laughs> <laughs> we love Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> you gotta have that blooming onion. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's, that's gonna track very well with the, like, millennial white woman crowd. <laughs> it's not a White film bros podcast. Oh They're film they, they love us actually. We're yeah, yeah it's different. It's different. We were actually talking about the film bro term and how we don't really like it and how like, like you can't even bro, define yeah. film bro the term anymore. But it's used as like a derogatory term towards dude people you don't like. That if like we post movies. a clip um talking about like a a great film, it could be an old mm. film or just like a a, a well received film or an international film talking about it, we'll just get called film bros and. That gets a little annoying. And then the English teacher says, that English pisses me off says, all the time. What, yeah. what we do is we analyze movies. That's what we do. I prefer cinephile. That's what I like to go by, cinephile. Oh, I don't mean, know, that man. That sounds just, I feel like, like that's a pedophile kind of thing to... <laughs> that, that, a, file, um, a file of any kind. Yeah, file it. File is a, a pedophile kind of ruined files for me. I don't really. You can't really. Put that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's you can say sapiosexual. No file. <laughs> yeah, that's the only. That's there the main no type of file. file. Cause like, you you don't say like I'm a zoosexual. You a zoophile. You fuck you fuck kids. That's crazy. So file is for all the fucked up weird shit. Like you can't be like I'm a homophile. That's 
That's that's a weird way of saying that you're a homosexual. Okay, cool. That's no problem. You know, homophile is is hom- like okay. If homophile is a word, is it a word? First I'm, of all, I don't think so. I, I, think, think I feel like Eddie just made that up on the spot. If, I, I definitely mean, just it made feels that up, like it, it should be. be. It feels like it should be, but it seems okay, like you know, mean? like you do fucked up shit with uh, either other people of the same sex, or you just oh. really love it like a lot. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You just really love it. I'm not. I'm not your regular gay. I'm extra straight. But it's nasty. Like like if I. <laughs> if, if I was a homosexual, maybe I'd just try to get homophile going. Like, why not? Yeah, like, that's like a different tier. Like, that's like the next level tier of being homosexual. Like, oh, I'm a homophile. Like, oh, you are nasty. Ooh, you know, shit. pedophiles, I'm like that, but with just with I guys. I'm bottom side. Just with guys. Of age. Of age. He has like five footnotes where you're like, of age. You know, consensually. Consensually. No I did meet him on a chat room, but. How, how's film enthusiast? All right, I like that. I like is film that, enthusiast, that... film lover. Maybe we should just stick to film, bro, and just accept it and fuck it. Film I think you is. should definitely just do that because you <laughs> can't change like, the narrative. Some Tyrion man, Lannister yeah. shit. You can't you can't use yeah. it against me if I wear it like armor. You know. Film bros with yeah. feelings. Y'all should have film a section for that. Ooh. Mm. I like that. empathetic film, film bros. I like Yo, it. for free, Josh. For free, you just give hey, them that man. for free? I fuck with these guys. I fuck with Jumbo and Thones. Yeah. Hey, come on. Yeah, don't yeah, man. Man. Give it to him. Yeah, let him yeah, yeah. Come on. Put him on. T-Bone. It's all about the reciprocity. <laughs> the next one going to cost him, though, yes, Josh. You got to let him know. You got to yeah, let you him gotta, know. Yeah, you got to at least consultations the royalties ain't always free. Ah, okay. They want to cut me. Bars and slogans and shit. We need points. Get rich off that. We need points. Yeah. Going to make some hats Now we're looking like Big Mama Thornton like, damn, I guess he wasn't nothing but a hound dog. I guess they're going to make all the money with, with, with the shit that we gave them. Damn. Um, so what y'all, what y'all think about Handmaid's Tale, the, the, the first season? I thought it was uh, brilliant. Uh, really well written, really well made. I think Elizabeth Moss is one of the best actors alive, and this really showcased her talent. She's uh, a she, she does great work. Yeah, Jane Campion made a couple of TV series, Top of the Lake, a couple of miniseries with her. Also oh, fantastic yeah. in that. Really, really well executed, well made show. And I love dystopian movies. It's also Children Men mixed with 1984, which I love that movie and those, that book as well. Like I, I really felt like they built a world. The uniforms of the Marthas, the uniforms of the Handmaids, the the uniforms of the Commanders, and even the way the Commanders' like homes are designed in this like, oh oh yeah, the aunts, the, those military like trunchbull like fucking um, what's that show? What's that movie I'm thinking of? Matilda. Matilda. Matilda ass looking women who are like with the co- like all of their costumes. It looks like yeah, I could totally see like some totalitarian guys like designer sitting down and going, "This is what this costume will be. This is what this costume will be." And a a commander's home needs to look beautiful and leather bound and, and wood paneled and have all these like great Victorian details. Like all of their houses just look like what you would expect a like fake academic pseudo intellectual who's actually just oppressing people's house to look like. Yeah, and the production design also, aesthetically, it looks like the sets are in these locations, they're from, like, the 1800s mm. almost, or in, like, early 1900s. The time these niggas is trying to go back to. Like, they have, they have, yeah, like, so they're trying to go back to a couple centuries with the way they run the culture, but it's also the modern-day world, contemporary setting, and it's kind of a, a really interesting blend that they captured tonally with the visuals, the aesthetics, but also mm. the acting and the screenplays as well. Yeah, like I, something that like yo, the way they did Gilmore Girl was crazy. But I was thinking oh about God. like the hospital room. I was like, this hospital room looks so mad futuristic, even though this is like a they're like trying to go back in time. So it's like you've got like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, but like women are property at the same time. And it's like, damn, this is a crazy. What I mean, I guess it's 1984 as well. Like techno, you kind of think as that repressive shit is being passed and future shit being more progressive. But it's like, nope, you could just do them right back to back. It's blending of the of the time periods, just like a blending of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Handmaid's Tale might be might be around the corner for real. But yo, getting your click cut off is crazy. That oh I, I, I I'm no or no I, sure yeah we agree we agree on that yeah. That's like a horrifically tragic we, yeah. We okay, agree. absolutely yeah. horrible. Yeah. 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 That's actually pretty horrible. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Where's everyone stand on this? <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Bitch. Okay, just checking here. Just the, the pleasure of sex is for everyone, right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Consensually Moving and of age. Enthusiastically. Yeah, as a punishment, that's crazy, but the whole time... Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. 
Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I was watching the show. I'm like, and even in subsequent uh, uh, seasons, I'm like, uh, June's plot armor is crazy. Like, yeah. every other woman that does anything, they get an eyeball plucked out. They get beat. They get burned. They get fucking electrocuted. Get their fucking literal clit chopped off. And June is just like, oh, bad June. I guess we'll just put you back in your room. Like, right. She tried to escape I mean, like she 15 got, times. She got beaten. She got beaten really severely in the beginning. She got, though, at the oh, foot got spanked. Her, yeah. her, her feet, she had, the, she had the foot the foot torture after she tried oh. to escape. But you would think that they would like uh, do something worse than even like a plucking an eyeball out for that. Well, June got yeah. lucky with the commander who's obsessed with her. Um, True. So she's got that protection. So she, she lucked out because of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that 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 counts for a lot, I suppose. So yeah, I guess. It's, but yeah, back guess in her training, she made a lot of trouble, and she still didn't have as severe yeah. punishment as other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because the, the thing is, like, that, and like you said, back in the training, like this was before she even met the commander. She and the other girl tried to escape. The the girl, um, what was her name? Um, Moira. 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 Oh yeah. yes. Oh, who was up in yes. Canada? Oh, no, no, so she's she tried in Boston. No, 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 she's, no, she's, she's, she's in the club. She's in Boston. Yeah, she's in Boston. No, no, no. Yeah. no, no in not, the brothel, not, yeah. Not the black girl. Not the black oh, girl. Yeah. No, not not her. Yes, oh, okay. she, she escaped with her, but I'm talking oh, about uh, the, um, the, the redhead. Janine. 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 Oh, the one yeah. got her eye took out. She, she talked a little bit of shit and got her eye took out. <laughs> I know. This motherfucker tried to escape. came in spicy. Maybe they yeah. wanted to make an example out of her. Who knows? And then to set the tone with the other women. That's right. what I think it was. It was because she was the first to step out of line, I believe. For Janine. like the new recruits. Yeah. And so that, right. they had to like set this tone right away of like, if you mess with us, we're gonna cut something out. And also with June, you when you're trying to control a population, right? When you're trying to control like a group of people, what you do is you find like informal leaders, and you have mm. to be very careful of how you treat the informal leadership. So if they had plucked June's eye out, that probably could have incited a, a revolution in that in that race. That would have been like a big thing. Whereas opposed to Janine came in hot, nobody knew her. Initially, they probably didn't like her because she's trying to make waves, that kind of stuff. That was that wasn't very risky from so a you leadership think they perspective. That? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. When you're trying to do that kind of yeah. stuff, you think about that. You think about who's the informal leader and how you treat the informal leaders. You don't want to turn them into a martyr. That's yep. real. Yeah. Alvin the cool breaker. Damn, this motherfucker really, really broke it down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're trying to break the spirit of a res- revolution. You never go for the leader entirely. <laughs> yeah. You pick a straggler. <laughs> you always got to go back first one. Take the weekly <laughs> shit. <laughs> just got back from Syria, fucking Ukraine. Am like, I, am yeah. I the only one that's read Art of War? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-eight laws of power. Nerd Jeez, alert. Come on, it's like Nerd alert. Everybody knows this. <laughs> you never um, outshine the master. Like, I mean, come on. Like, Everybody knows this. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I do. I do wonder how many how many uh, regimes Alvin has taken down in his time. I'm I'm sure they were all works of art, though. He uses <laughs> his other phones for it. Exactly. That's that. That's what that fourth phone is for. <laughs> that and, and Google text is crazy. But yeah, I guess that makes sense to like not uh, take her out because it really seemed like in that classroom scene. And this is like again the the, the reason that I love the show so much is that I, it feels like they didn't just show like oh dysto- like a what if dystopian world. They were like here's what the transition from the world that the viewer lives in to this world would look like. And that moment where you're like being huddled into what used to be the gymnasium of a classroom where people would get educated and were free to wear what they want, and this is where you educate students is now being reused and repurposed for indoctrination of a sex slave class but everybody those they these women don't know that because they're relatively free human beings existing in like western society or whatever so they're still man fuck you that i ain't this ain't this is some bullshit da, 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 da. you know they've lived there 20 30 40 years being free so then the first one was like man fuck you and then they take her eye and it's like whoa this is we already knew that we were being, you know, held at gunpoint, but you really didn't understand what it was until maybe that point. That's what's so fascinating about the show is how this group r- literally took over the greatest power on the planet from coast to coast, built an the entire hierarchy. Of podcast <laughs> sponsored by America, the greatest power the world has ever known. <laughs> but, Y'all get the, the military dollars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We have, no. Use use our coupon code USA. USA is our coupon right, code. Right. <laughs> ammo. Yeah. <laughs> on the severance section, there's flags everywhere. They're just gonna fucking like drop the fucking Raiders. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Just <laughs> Top Gun's playing in the background. You gotta get paid, man. You gotta get paid. Yeah. But the, the fact that this group in- hold on, we're halfway there. <laughs> 
80s guitar ripping. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that a group can, uh, an independent group could take over this country, Mm. it's a fascinating idea. And that's one of the scariest aspects of the show that this entire country was taken over by this community that was flying basically in the underground until Mm. they sprung their, their big moment that they had been planning for. And it now it's only two plausible. states, really. No, it mm. isn't. I okay. think the country's way too big. It's way yeah. too big. Think I, think if, I think if you want to do it in the UK, you might be yeah. able to pull it off. But I think sure. America is just way too massive. Too, it's too much land. Yeah. yeah. Okay, tell me. Okay. Alvin, as a, as a seasoned regime crumbler, tell us how it works. <laughs> or doesn't. You, you, so, like, I, I fucking hated the show. Um, and I, I'm trying to watch the show outside of the context of why I thought I hate it so i'm trying to judge mm. the show just based on the strict merits of the show the world that was created that kind of stuff it it wouldn't fucking look like that <laughs> like okay. like so you think they got like, it wrong the way a, an overturn would look like or the probability of an overturn even looking like that yes okay they they got it. they got all of that like fucking completely wrong like okay talk to them we've talked about this um fairly recently eddie so when you start thinking about totalitarian regimes taking over that kind of stuff you have to realize that most of the world is is fairly moderate and in the states like we have like pretty robust polling to kind of figure that shit out yeah so like when you start doing like this extremist like right stuff like you're gonna have like 80 percent of the population that's gonna be like no fuck you are you Mm -hmm. going to even with military might even with the even with the undisputed military hegemon in the world are you going to be able to put down a rebellion of 80 percent of the country right there's just and are bodies. you going to be yeah and are you going to be able to do that in a situation where you're all where your pre- most precious resource is bodies because that's that's the thing that nobody's thinking of right because they they showed the propensity to use deadly force to put down rebellion mm-hmm. like they, they were shooting protesters so cool got that but your biggest resource is people they're not people being born you need bodies for right. everything so yeah. are you going to mass put down huge swaths of your country that are going to rise up in, in response to this because nobody's like almost nobody's going to agree with you like it's a very small percentage of people that would do that they talked about three separate terrorist attacks over the course of three weeks in the three major powers of the united states government mm. not fucking happening the son the sons of jacob are going to kill everybody in the white house everybody in the in congress everybody in the supreme court over the course of three weeks and nobody's going to stop it in the undisputed military hegemon of ever like like and that and that that's yeah. that's a fact like oh, we're the most powerful military we're the most powerful military blue. entity that has ever existed and they're going to kill all of our leaders over time and they're the sons of jacob i don't know shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. they make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs so optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Plus, you'd have, to, you'd have to have corrupted the military leaders, who the generals, the people who run the air force, the Pentagon. Yeah, so they, you'd have to they, do that they too. had they had people on their side in the in the government as well, though, right? Isn't you got, that part of it? You got every joint chief. You got every joint the, chief on your the, side. But in the real world, I mean, in the plausibility of it happening in the real world, I mean, I I mean, that's this. I don't think that's possible. But that's why I love dystopian yeah, okay. movies and dystopian yeah. stories. They're so fascinating and interesting to think of, like what it could be like, and then having this crazy crisis, like the fertility crisis that happens and. How the United States had had this crazy civil war and created the Gilead. It's 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 terrifying and fascinating at the same time. The other approach but that could be taken for that is um something similar to what happened in Germany, where the the vast majority of the public wanted Hitler in power, and when he came into power, there they celebrated it. So that's something where the majority of the population was kind of fooled into believing in this person, and mm. that's probably maybe a more realistic way that this could happen in real life. But again, the United States is so huge. 350 yeah. million, 400 million people here yeah. versus I just don't see that happening you know, in Germany in, in the 19 yeah. 
uh, four thirties, yeah, not having, not even yeah. having that many access, that much access to media versus having yeah. we have an yeah. incredible access to media. And there know, are more in people in California and Texas than most European countries. I think we forget that. You know what I mean? Like, like Los Angeles Calif- is the size of yeah. California is people. not only bigger and it has a a higher GDP than almost every country on the planet. Like you can't just you can't just move these mountains in the U.S. like you think you can. Like. It's yeah, different. with a couple of bombs or whatever. So, uh, is it? Yeah. Are we saying it would be functionally impossible, or is there a version of like maybe not an overthrow, but like a similar to what was it like Iran in the seventies kind of thing? That kind of a is is any shift of this kind like rapidly, like within a ten year period into a semi totalitarian, super restrictive on women thing? Is or is there the stance like it just could never happen, or it would just I think look it could happen different? within a. I think it could happen in a smaller geography, like if it happened in one state in America. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean, anything's possible. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the abortion thing, but like uh, overthrow thing, like that. That's in and of itself seems like kind of going in the direction. Not like, really. You know, it's not. It's not, not as extreme, really. but it's like. So let, let like, me ask you this question, let's say, right? The, let's we, say we, the abortion ban happened while Trump was in office and the executive order didn't happen. We'd have a situation where a shit ton of states could just go no abortions, total ban. Yeah, like there was total bans of abortion from like the late like 19th century until yeah. 1973, and we didn't like Handmaid's Tale. So, but but I do think that like it's very possible to vastly restrict freedom because again, the United States has shown that the United States will vastly restrict freedom. Case in point, abortions pre pre the 70s, pre 1973. Yeah. Um, but I think it looks different. I don't okay. think it's like I don't think it's like quote unquote ritual rape. I think it's literally like. Now you can't have contraception. Now, now you, now you can't buy condoms. Now you can't buy birth control. Now you can't buy more than after pill. I don't know, man. Now, if you go, know. if you go, if you try to go to Canada to get an abortion, like you're a criminal. Anybody that helps you go to Canada to get an abortion is a criminal. I, like that's that's know, what man. that looks I, like. I feel like I feel like even in like very civil, because like w- with Handmaid's Tale, you've got this total like where every aspect of all layers of society look totally different, and I can understand why that is like, oh, maybe that's that's really impossible. Um, but a whole bunch of like if you were to take for instance like the the war on drugs i feel like something like that is for at least a section of the population looks like a totalitarian handmaid's tale situation but but it 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 goes it continues on because there's at least some section of the population that's unaffected like do you get what i'm saying yeah but i think even with the war on drugs as a person who used to work for a a a drug court like that doesn't even look like full totalitarianism like that, like that's that's not even like, How especially so? not the federal level, because it's because it wasn't happening largely in the federal level, right? What you saw was like the vast majority of like offenders in any form of corrective situations were in individual states. Like the fe- the federal drug crime situation was like a mm. very like not a very small sliver, but a sliver nonetheless of yeah. like the total like situation of what that was. Like that was that was very much a state's locality right, so there like high ordinance situation. The entire country kind of thing. Yeah. So it, so by definition, it was a totalitarian situation. It literally yeah, no, so, like states thing. So I, I agree. I, like that, like what you're saying makes sense. I'm like, I could definitely see it would be difficult to make all 50 states look like what we see in The Handmaid's Tale, where everything is that structured across 50 states because there's so many people and so many different like little pockets. But to say that there wouldn't be ritualized rape is like we have ritualized slavery in America and like like millions and millions of people are in it for nonviolent offenses that shouldn't even be made crimes. I feel like you could definitely have sections of a population that were put into sex now, okay. legally, but like now, in, under the law let's, let's, of, you know. Yeah, so let's think about what that looked like, right? Let's think about what okay. that looked like. When you had ritualized slavery in the United States, they were still fucking shuttling us over here. Now, no, no, no I'm talking 40, about now. You no, no, have, no, I'm, I'm not. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm refer- yeah, yeah, I'm referring now. Yeah, yeah, you're, refer- now. you're referring to the, the penal system as like ritualized as slavery? ritualized slavery, yeah. Yeah, so I, I I disagree. Um Okay, talk to me. I think it's bad, but I don't I don't think everything that's bad is ritualized slavery. Um I think it absolutely is, but I'm I'm curious to hear a different interpretation. Yeah, but. but 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 anyway, let's say let's say we brought back actual slavery because that's that's okay. that's what handmaiden's tale is to me. I don't I don't view this as ritualized slavery, I view this as actual slavery. There are forty million like Negroes in this country now. <laughs> yeah. Let let's see what that looks like. If you want to enslave forty million people, but see, but, hold, but, see, but that's what I'm saying. I, the, but the that's my I point. The, no, but that's why I picked the penal yep. system thing because it's like you can oppress a, and this is what I think is so fascinating about oppression. Shit is that yep. you can oppress a section of a population, and if you make the other section feel kind of safe, 
they won't overthrow. So you've got a very okay. small so, subsection of women, and we've got a very large but not majority subsection of the black population that is in, again, I would argue, slavery. So, and I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox, and I feel like we should get into, okay. like, the actual merits or, or lack of merit of the actual of the actual show and not the well, yeah, sure. contents I mean, of it. But, you know, but this, but this like is my – this is – this is literally my pain point with the show, right? It's okay. the fact that everybody wants to look at everything that is oppression and say, oh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. That's not how oppression yeah. fucking works. Every fucking okay. form of oppression isn't fucking Handmaid's Tale. Every fucking form of oppression isn't slavery. Like, a, a, a prime example, right? A prime example. I absolutely hate it when basketball players say the NBA is like slavery. We can, we can, talk, we can talk about the racism in the NBA, the racism sure. with ownership. We can talk about a lot of this shit, and everything isn't fucking slavery. 100% oppression exists across a lot of minority groups. Women of all colors, especially women of color, especially black women, like black people are oppressed. The prison system is 100% bullshit. I 100% know that because I 100% spent three and a half years of my life trying to change it. But everything isn't slavery. Everything is a handmaiden's tale. So I actually despise when like everything fucking happens. Exactly. That's my. That's literally my point. But no that's one. That's literally no, my no point. Is, no, okay. No, I agree. If yes, they are. In, on, in, no, Stephen no, okay. King. I can pull up a Stephen King tweet right you don't now. Have to. You don't when have like to. You don't have somebody to. lost a, somebody lost an election, and they said Handmaiden's Tale. No, I feel you. I feel you. The weakest version of that argument. I agree with you. It's nobody should say that the NBA is slavery. I don't think that's comparable to when I say that incarceration is slavery. I, I think just that's another a, that's example. A not saying it's not saying it's I, yeah, yeah, no. to your example. I think yeah. your example is closer. I think your example so, is closer. So I think I think in that is one to one. But but what I'm in defense of is there's levels to everything and things repeat their structure. So to say, hey, there's a slave like texture to X, Y, and Z. Because we just talked about uh, a TikTok last week about a woman who was basically invoking slavery. Like, but like there's there's nothing about that relationship that's slavery. But it is not unreasonable to say when you take your black boyfriend and you know haul him out and go through his details as if he's a non-human that that's not slavery-like imagery and there's, that there's not slavery-like imagery in the NBA or that there's not handmade tale-like restriction of women's rights when abortion I, gets. But I think it's not the same thing as saying it is the TV show. I think there's a big difference from putting somebody on like a pedestal and doing exactly what a slave auctioneer would be doing and saying that every single form of oppression is is like slavery because no, I, I, it yeah, rhymes a little bit. So like when we were talking about last week, what she did rhymes. was she put him on a block like a slave. <laughs> That's what a slave auctioneer but would be doing in slavery, Charleston, you know in Savannah. I mean? Yeah, but like I do think those those I do think that in your particular like schema that you described that there, I, thing. which is why I, I say that, like you know, I, yeah. it rhymes. It rhymes. It's not. I think, it, it, I think yeah. a little bit to Eddie's point. You know, we see a little bit of Handmaid's Tale in the culture here and there. Yes. Yeah. But I have a list of the, the 15 craziest laws from Handmaid's Tale. So oh, women yes. can't vote. Oh, that's good. Lower class people do not have the right to a fair trial. Professionals, came in with the – hold on, sorry. Please continue. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> women can't write. Women can't read. Women can be deemed unwoman and be completely stripped of whatever rights mm. they had left. No other religions are allowed – Contraception is illegal. Women can't own property. Abortion is retroactively Ill illegal. Retroactively meaning in the past and present. If you already Male did next it, of kin. Uh, if you already did it, exactly. Male next of kin rule women and children. Second marriages are retroactively illegal. Actions can be made retroactively illegal. Gender treachery is what they call gay in this Gilead culture mm. is illegal. The free press is illegal and freedom of speech is illegal. So... Do we have pieces of that here and there in the modern world? Absolutely, but in I terms so, of the yeah. grand scheme of a of a totalitarian uh, in the fictional totalitarian world in other countries for sure. But in terms of America, sure there are little pieces of this here and there, but completely, I don't think we could have this full list going on. Absolutely not. Jimbo, yeah, Jimbo, let me give you one of these. Country. Let me give you one of these real quick, right there. That's a little bit. There we go. Very nice. I always yeah. do my homework. <laughs> that no that that was that was very useful because I'd love to break down break down bits of that list. I feel like, and again, I'm doing I, I I'm like Alvin's got a much more educated approach to like what how stuff, and I'm like, oh no, everything's coming down. But I feel like bits and pieces of that could be enacted at you know in pockets. Again, 300 million Absolutely, people getting the whole country under rule, which I maybe is the definition of totalitarian in this case. Yeah, I, I, I get how that would be like super super difficult, but getting one state or a little bit of like. I don't know. I see shit that rhymes like with this all the fucking time. We tr we treat people as unpersons in society. Like that's what laws do. They like you break a law and then they they strip you of a bunch of rights and you become an, an unman or an unwoman. We've got plenty of shit like that in you know the greatest country on earth or whatever. I don't know. Could be closer than we think. Could be closer than we think. 
I think there's definitely still a lot. I mean, they just did the uh, the, the gay rights vote with the uh, Congress, and what was it, 127 Republicans voted against it, mm. which is which is I, I saw that number and I couldn't believe that that many people voted against gay marriage at in this hey, time at, at in this year, and so that's it's pretty, oh this year there are. Yeah. yeah, this year they did yeah. it. Yeah, so, so I, it's this, as it's I really out, wild. Talking about, yeah, as I point like, out, gay, gay marriage, gay marriage usually loses when they put it on on ballots on a mm-hmm. vote. Yeah, so the the Supreme Court made gay marriage legal. When you yes. put it on ballots, it typically loses. But by majority, my, my it thinking work. it doesn't get voted. Yeah, but I've always thought, and I and I'm I'm glad you bring that up, um, Tones. Because my situation that I've always thought was that most of the time that when this was on ballots, it was, this was like early 2000s, you know, like, so I figured that, like, you get more young people voting that it will pass now. But if you're saying that this is a current vote, that actually throws a wrench in my, yeah, in that my was a current there. vote. It happened uh, three weeks ago. Damn. Damn Look, it, the, it, it failed. So the Democrat, every Democrat voted in favor of gay marriage and then. I think uh, okay, 42 okay. Republican, okay. 42 Republicans okay. voted in favor, so they won by a hefty majority. They're, they were it wasn't even close, but still to think that there's over a hundred people who represent the population in, in Congress who voted against it—that's something scary to think about. But I think for a totalitarian, totalitarian regime to take over in a country like this, what happens? I think what has to happen, which is what happens in in The Handmaid's Tale, is a massive theo- theocratical government and a theocracy of of warping religion to religion and state what fix yeah to, to suit your needs which is what they do mm. they use the bible but they only use specific passages from the bible and you need to really you you need some sort of like text or yes. an uh, ideology that something something could, to worship ideology yeah. that really yeah. everyone can understand and that you could use to warp people's minds and essentially brainwash them so does something like that or could something like that take over the entirety of a modern country like the United I, States in Western civilization? Well, the no. thing is, it's not the it's nope. not the entirety of the country. So so there's the, the faction. This it's, group the is a, it's, it's the heartland. It's the heartland. It's a minimum number of people, but everyone else is either a slave or they're they live in fear. And so when you have a, there's a major population in The Handmaid's Tale who live in America, not everyone believes in it. And so there's plenty of people yes. who Most just live in probably. fear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely most don't, but the rest live in fear of ever acting out, and they just follow what's going on as a way of surviving. So you don't even need to have everyone believe in whatever the ideology like is to be able to— under control, you know? But the other yeah, thing is— Yeah, fear and violence and death. This, this yeah. is like very children of men shit because the idea—like, yeah. we're kind of thinking about America now, but imagine you've got, you've got a theocracy, and you've got this ide- ideology that a bunch of people can, like, latch on to, but also you've got a major— like countrywide, worldwide problem that nobody can solve. I feel like that yeah. is a big changing figure to go. Everybody is looking for an answer, and nobody has the answer. I feel like that makes but, it a lot more likely. So, like the thing, then the thing about it, and then I, I got a cool transition to an actual like Handmaid's story Hill. point. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but the first thing is like even the problem is like pretty solvable right now. This how like, too smart. He said, "Man, you put the, me in that, 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 that problem. I have, <laughs> I have infertility problem is pretty these solvable. Women. <laughs> these nuts no, so like, so like, so like, if you, if you, so like, you know, necessity is mother of invention. So like, you remember when George okay. W. Bush, for example, just like a, just like a very quick, very quick tangent here. George mm. W. Bush had a st- had a stem cell moratorium on research. I remember right? that. So you couldn't yeah. use embryonic stem cells. So yes. what happened is the United States is literally the world leader on using limited potency stem cells to do whatever the fuck we want so what they can do is they can harvest stem cells from your bone marrow and they can make sperm with it so like they can make eggs with it i can literally coaxed using like you know the same hormone like situations that like create this stuff in your body i can Mm. make that from your bone marrow and they've been able to do this for about five years. So let's say like we have like the problem, right? Where like everybody has the same problem and everybody's on the same page, right? I can literally say like, hey, man, woman, I'm gonna like, you know, basically grow you a baby by like a lab tested like egg and sperm made from your genetic material so it actually is you. Boom, problem solved. Bing, bang, boom, 2020. But to go into like the other Has anybody point, ever like, done people, that with an actual full baby though? Yes, it was in Not the UK. Human, I, yeah. Oh wow! Okay. It was in the UK. Oh. Yeah, they wait, fertilized, so they, they fertilized they made, an egg. Wait, but and they, fer- they and both the, the egg and sperm were made from like uh, limited potency stem cells that were not originally gametes. Yep, 
It was a Damn. it was a it was a lesbian it was a lesbian couple. Um, Wait, fact. so they made sperm from her bones and they made it? You know, egg you from can't. The other so bones. so like you can't you can't bring it to term, right? You can't bring it to term because there are like genetic like ethics laws like still. Um, what you mean you so, can't bring like, it to term? So like that hasn't. So did they make the baby or they didn't make the baby? They make they they, they make the gametes and they deem them viable. Yes. But did they make the baby out of that though? Yeah. You, what I'm saying is like you can't do that because of bioethics oh, you, like rules. Yeah, but oh, what I'm I think saying this is might like, be more complicated than you than you implying. Would that would that classify no, no. as clo would that classify as cloning? That's why you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But my point, but my point is, is like we've already done we've already done steps basically one and the two early parts. And like if you if you put it in like a worldwide crisis, you think they ain't that tried every that single shit? No, they haven't. Like maybe they literally the haven't. Maybe the wounds were, were broken or some shit. Like I don't know. So in Handmaid's Tale, why they didn't do it? That's not a thing in Handmaid's Handma Tale. Handmaid's yeah, because... Tale, no. Handmaid's Tale was about was about control because even in their situation they could have just used the fucking turkey baster like that was about control and power yeah artificial insemination it's about the religion yeah. about the control what, but uh, hold, what do you mean about the turkey baster that they didn't have to do it the way they did it regardless like yeah there's a lot of stuff they did that wasn't even attempting to be scientific they were doing a lot of stuff just as a means of totalitarian but control the, but the, the so I'm saying but they're a totalitarian regime. Like the, the the argument that I'm making is not like the the Gilead people had a good plan, but that they, that their plan their uh, ideology was like a solution to the, a, a society that couldn't solve the problem. Because the problem isn't like can we get a few fertile women to have babies? It's how do we populate a country when almost none of the our women are fertile and maybe no. So what men. I'm saying, yeah. So like, and you and you see it in the beginning. So Serena Joy talks about it in that in that blurb where she is was talking wife? about weaponizing. Yeah, weaponizing reproduction as like like a power source, right? Okay. So what I'm saying is like now you can't do that because I can go on fucking Google Scholar and see the same these same papers about the fact that we can do this, and all you need is like somebody to say raise their hand with like a couple seconds of Google to say like actually have we tried putting a couple billion in this like we did with like everything every other problem that we had from from a world mm. perspective and like solving it like COVID I'm, I'm like COVID didn't have a like, solution and then I'm we I'm willing to put like hand wave it. suspension of disbelief on that that, 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 the, that there's had to have been something about the pro but that's the same thing with children and men it's like there had to have been something so complicated about this particular no, but brand of infertility but, but children that was of insurmountable men, scientifically yeah no but children of men addressed that in Handmaiden's Tale they didn't Children of Men literally okay. said, like, like they, they went it? through a scientific approach of, like, what they were doing. <sighs> what what was it exactly? I don't remember. I saw the movie, okay, like, yeah, the last time, like, five years ago. But they literally – Julianne Moore's character was literally a fucking, like, scientist. Like, <laughs> I mean – um. Yeah, we already talked about how boring the show was. Like, I don't need to see a why they couldn't solve it. Thing. Like, I just assumed they, they – that, that, that could have been four seconds. They, they, had, they, had, they had, like oh, – they had like an hour thing. total – they like had an hour league. total of June looking at the ceiling with one to her eye. Yeah, they could have like, done they a flashback. They could have right. put it in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but I think it's okay they didn't do it. I think it's okay that it, it didn't do that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it was totally Yeah, necessary. I honestly yeah. think it wasn't, you it wasn't. would just go, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course necessary. they tried it off screen. There's no need. I, I'm sure that it was complicated. My whole point is yeah. assuming that this is yeah. an insolvable problem, which is an in-world fact, it was a difficult thing to, think, thing to solve, a theocratic totalitarian dogmatic group would very likely gain a shit ton of popularity that already happens in our society we have a big problem that's difficult and complicated to solve you get a bunch of fucking demagogues who are like yo i've got the solution that seems realistic to me but also they 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 brainwash everyone saying that it was be, it was punishment from god the exactly. infertility An interpretation of for our suffering People have tried that in the United States and it's failed because we're we're like one of the least secular like developed countries in the world. Like people said, like Hurricane Katrina was like New Orleans punishment. Wait, and, like, le wait, least secular? Yeah, we're one of the least secular. I mean, um, most secular nations. Oh, okay, yeah. But I wanted to go back through yeah. the whole concept of like people just going along with stuff because I think that mm. that ties into like the whole like the monopoly of evil argument only really comes out when you see June's interaction at points with Serena Joy. Where like you're like oh she's just like this woman who was like some semi oppressed herself in certain ways she wanted to have a seat at the table but she couldn't so it's like I think it's I think it's a very weak play at what I think could be like a very powerful aspect and I think there are shows that are dystopian that do it well yo speaking of Serena Joy she a whole dumbass like I feel like she's the epitome of like you played yourself like she wrote the yeah. book and then ended up couldn't read the shit no more like it, like just a hilarious it was her plan of, bro. Of it was, like, her it was her plan, plan and, it, and then, and then her husband yeah. was like, shh, my dear, women can't speak. And she's like, Tragic irony. Yeah, irony. <laughs> Deserved. I mean, kind of. But yeah, that, that, what, 
I, yeah, I, th- I feel like that's what a lot of people f- feel about like um, minority groups who are conservative. That it's like y- you realize you go like you're serving up others for dinner, but you're dessert in this situation. Like, <laughs> where do you think this is gonna go if you keep going down this this route? Uh, yeah, her her ending up a like highly privileged but also oppressed in this like extreme way where it's like yeah she's she's technically a privileged individual but like the level of power that she had is so severely limited that and she's essentially the the property of her husband who she put into the position of power that he has is like such poetic justice but it's I don't know. There's something fucked up about being. It's great irony. It's great irony. Some some villains having irony to a villain is really terrific. And that's why she's so yeah. mean and evil to June because th- this whole show and this whole society is based on hierarchy, and that's the only mm-hmm. time she has power is when right. she has power over June. Mm-hmm. Even though she's nice when she thinks June's pregnant here and there, she absolutely uses June to feel some sort of power because she has no power in her household, except for on ceremony night where she's in charge of the room and everything, mm. but even the husband starts to break the rules there when he starts coming in without uh, a- a being a- permission to come in the room, so th- that's why she's horrible to June and everyone else. That ritual shit is crazy, and I know we said that, like, I know we said modern-day slavery, uh, sorry, modern-day penal system isn't slavery. I still think it is, but that ritual is, like, the way you can use language and like social constructs and like kind of break stuff down and turn it into other things using language for for good or bad because i feel like you can use that to to give people more freedom to express themselves in the way they want by questioning the like what words mean but to create a situation where a man raping a woman is actually consensual sex with his own wife through the body of a of a of a pseudo woman in between them and the way they made it like they made the whole ideology make internal sense is i just thought that was fascinating and terrifying that they create this whole ritual around it and it's like oh we you know like um i don't know if i don't know if this happens this season but um so i guess maybe spoiler but when um june's husband confronts uh the commander does that happen this season it's not him confronting the commander i don't think it's happened yet that i've seen Okay, I'm two so and a half the, seasons in, yeah. There's a moment where uh, Commander Fred goes to like Canada or something, and he's at like a gala or something. And in the crowd, uh, June's husband breaks through the barrier and is like, "You raped my wife," and he just very yes, calmly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that this season? It's outside. It, it, it was in season three. Season three. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I guess I watched more than I thought I did, but. And and the commander just very calmly is like, we just have a different interpretation of like, you know what I mean? It's this like, oh, we just have a different political opinion, which again, I was like, seems like such a highlight of the way people talk about like differences in political opinion these days. And I was like, you can, you can use language to make rape, not rape, to make sex, not sex, to make a woman, not a woman, to make a person, not a person, uh, which is just <sighs> scary. Yeah. Language is one of the main ways you go- get control over people slavery yep. or 1984 you, the, right. they weren't allowed to read anything except for very simple comic books in that story in that movie same thing here women aren't allowed to read or write so mm. language is one of the most powerful ways to control people an entire population that's what you have to do so i was for fahrenheit 454 you can only read comic books in 1984 people could read no they can only really read yeah. what the uh, party deems yeah, they yeah, can yeah, read, yeah which yeah. is basically like comics yeah, i'm just but in for fahrenheit 451 you can read comic books and pornography Gotcha. Yeah. So just yeah, you just mix them up. That's that's the brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Take that shit. People calling them fucking (laughs) film bros. Can a film bro do that shit? Can a film bro break down literature like that? Definitely. (laughs) I read Animal Farm. What's up? (laughs) I don't know nothing about this, George Orwell. Come on. Y'all don't know about this shit. Josh, man, hop in because I feel like I feel like we. Josh, we need to be like this because we're the only ones that hated it. So, <laughs> yeah, talk to him. <laughs> Tell us why it was trash. Well, it's a bullshit ass show. We may be the <laughs> only people on the planet that hated it. <laughs> maybe so. No. Maybe so. And that's why I feel like bad about the slander that I'm about to give to it. Please. Because for one, June's character just kept getting on my nerves because she has this Carrie Washington Olivia Pope face that she constantly makes. <laughs> And it's like, she just always looks so fucking feral and untrustworthy, but everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's so well-behaved. She's so kind. She's so, oh, she just stays uh, in a place, but she's going to just be looking like, oh, yes. Right, oh, so you okay, can tell. Room. You think I she looks t- suspicious the whole time. To something. Like, <laughs> she's not happy. Like, we don't, don't trust her. Don't leave her alone. Like, no. 
June, no, she would never hurt a fly. June was just there, like I can't. She's just there with like a sharp fucking knife, like standing behind the commander. Look at that like, sweet face. Look at that sweet face. Like, how are you guys right. not seeing that she's obviously the protagonist of like a rebellion plot in this show? Like, it's so oh, obvious. She's a terrible protagonist, though. She's a terrible fucking protagonist for one because one thing she said did I didn't like nothing in the show. And the dress I mean, like, is garbage. <laughs> cinematography the dresses, was good. The cinematography <laughs> was amazing. And thank you so much to the Raiders of the Lost podcast for making me realize. Oh, there were really good aspects. Redeeming of it, aspects. Such cinematography, such as the da 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 that's what yeah, we're yeah, here the for. Redeeming aspects of what the score was good. The editing was incredible editing. The title cards. Did you guys see the title cards? Oh, the whites. fonts on those? Sans Serif? Yo, Holy shit. Never seen nothing like it. Revitalized the television. <laughs> those curtains. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, there was, like, one thing. I guess, like, for one thing, I don't like watching um just continued suffering. Yeah, without someone getting a satisfying win and then yeah. i don't like watching rapes happen or just yeah. women just suffer without yeah. a satisfying win happen, like, without getting a satisfying win and one thing that pissed me off that she said i forgot what the situation was but she she was like if you don't want to face an army white give us uniforms i'm like bitch you ain't about to do shit ain't none of y'all <laughs> unified y'all ain't organized y'all ain't talking to each other all you talking about is the weather hey what the fuck you mean an army like what 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 are you talking about like you're not about to do nothing stop yeah and, and, then, and as I, they said even season bad. three is still not doing shit yeah yeah, and I felt bad for feeling that way because, you know, as women, and I know this, you know, it's, it could be around the corner, like women are being oppressed and the rights are being taken away in real life. But I'm just, I feel kind of bad for having these thoughts while watching the show, but it's just like, well, yeah, because you're watching damn, it as give a me plot line as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. I know what you mean because we were t talking before we recorded and I, I actually stopped halfway through season three because it was just being too heavy and there wasn't enough. I That's a good, good way of putting it of her winning or anything really positive happening at all. And I just had to stop watching it because it was literally just draining draining me. And it, and the, it was just like she would – you think something great's going to happen and then she gets put back to square one over and over again. And by the third season, I was like nothing has really changed. And so I had to give up. So I know what you mean. I can see – what you're talking about in terms of her not getting like a win yeah every time she has a good for her moment it gets taken away yeah mm -hmm. it, that's why it, it worked work great as a movie that's why i think it, it like a it should have been a movie trend. or a limited series a limited series yeah yeah absolutely bbc would have killed the fuck out of this it would have been fantastic but because <laughs> the, the idea of like wanting a character <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, true. Gotcha. That is like yes, yes they would have. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, could have could have solved the whole problem. Um, but I think I I respected the fact that the character doesn't win. Like you really think if these guys Same. manage to take Honestly. over the entire fucking country, like one main character white lady is gonna buy herself you know, win or escape or get out. It's like, no. I mean, like, Shawshank Redemption, in real life, that shit don't really happen. It, it ends like 1984. You have the main character with a fucking rat cage uh, strapped around his fucking head, and you lose. You lose every yeah. time. And I thought, I, yeah. I kind of like the realism of being like, no, she just would lose. That's what would happen in real life. I agree with you, Eddie. I guess because I put myself through 26 hours worth of the suffering, I was just like, I could, I Come was like, on, I like, let me, like, I need something. <laughs> You're like, I'm something. oppressed. At this point, I feel oppressed, and I'm going to need you <laughs> to do something. I know you just got raped for four seasons straight. I'm feeling oppressed. I'm going to need you to get a win <laughs> so I can watch this. Get her a cheeseburger or something. Right. Yeah. Come on. She got cookies. She got a cookie, bro. She got a cookie. Oh, she did. Get Y'all spit that thing right up. Spit that thing right up. <laughs> Good cookie. That's God. what I'm talking about. Even the way she grabbed the cookie was just like, yes. <laughs> oh my Thanks. God, she's so you're, great. Like, you're so doing? right. Because from you our perspective, her, if you were in her shoes, would you would you have eaten the cookie if you were in her shoes though, that guys? That was tough. Because it's the first no. time she's had a treat since she had all her rights taken away, and it's mm. when they were at the house during yeah. the pregnancy and the birth, and so Probably. she gets permission to have a cookie. And then she spits it out in the bathroom. But the first time she takes a bite out of it, you can tell she's like never tasted anything like this, and it's the most delicious thing in the world. And then she spits it out out of disgust. Yeah, well, blood money. I would have that, that was a tough scene because <laughs> I, I thought I would, about that yeah. exact same thing. Like, what would I do in that situation? And I honestly don't know. I thought that was like I thought about that one for a minute. I don't. I don't think I'd have the resolve left. I think I'd be. 
Yeah, as opposed to just taking that moment of pleasure. I just go, yeah, I'm not gonna escape, so I'm not gonna have this little tiny rebellion. Fuck it, give me the cookie. Like I'm, I'm a slave. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat the cookie. Cause I, I, maybe at that point, I wouldn't see a future where it's like, yeah, no, you still, you have my body, but you don't have my mind. It's like, nah, we, we got your mind too. We got everything. We own the whole thing. All right, fuck it, give me the cookie. Know. I'm fine. I ain't gonna lie. The whole time I was thinking like. Yo, they would have killed me. I would have died a long time ago. This motherfucker. <laughs> I know. Bro, come right, on, man. That. I couldn't have been no bear, slave. Bear me, bear me with my ancestors because they knew that <laughs> oh, death was my uh, <laughs> I, I think you bullshitting, bro. I think no, you bullshitting because I think everybody okay, says so that. This is going to be dark, but I okay, please. sometimes I suffer from depression, and okay. I have extremely dark thoughts. True. I feel you. If you put me in a situation like that, what the fuck would I like? No, like, the fuck? I'm not about to live through this shit. Like I'm gonna go out like a goddamn G. <laughs> Take someone out with a Mercedes. You're gonna go out in a Mercedes. I'm murking people. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Killing see. people, making sure you gotta put a bullet in my head so you're not gonna try to capture me and torture me after the fact. Like you gotta end me right on sight. Cause and not again, not to say like, oh, Han- Handmaid's Tale is like in real life and shit, and I, you know, not to catastrophize, but I feel like we, you can have that same type of time in now society you know what i'm saying because motherfuckers are on that type of time in our world the motherfuckers who are doing the mass shootings and the bombings and the domestic terrorist shit they're they're on that type of time but i feel like the average person is also oppressed and deeply unhappy and doesn't enjoy huge aspects of society but we don't most of us don't rebel that heavy and like or i, think there's I will this Im- there's this implication that like look man the line is right here if you if you I know I'm oppressed and I can barely feed myself and shit is too difficult and I can't buy a home and everything's fucked up. But if you just did one more thing, then, then I'd fucking kill everybody. It's like, I don't know. Would we really? So I will say that, like, I think it's I think that, like, we need to be careful in this particular situation to not say what individuals would do versus what, what like. These these oppressed like groups in mass would do so individuals. Yeah, true, I think and I have, shouldn't I, even. Yeah, I do think individuals have their lines, but I will say that largely I agree with you, and I I think we can take it to a bit more extreme. Like, have you guys seen how like people in Palestine live, and people and people truck along under that level of oppression, under you that level doing, of assault? Yeah, you keep like, living, yeah. like they they bomb they bomb they bomb Palestine. You know what I mean? Like a few days ago like 10 people died you know what i mean like that's that's a reality for so many people in a lot of places so like i think that i don't want to at the societal level um or the sub-societal level like discount people's ability to make it through anything but i also think that individuals 100 have their lines yeah Yeah, no that's fair i guess i'm just always yeah you know what that's you're the authority i mean i get that too i get i'm talking i'm talking big shit right now um but alvin eddie Probably could be correct. I might find a way to. Oh, this person cares about me. Oh, I can't leave him. I gotta. You can figure. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. Like like, I can figure out a reason to. You know, not 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 wild the fuck out. Fuck was that book? That book by Daniel Gilbert, um, "Stumbling Upon Happiness," where they talk about how like, um, if you ask a person how happy would you be a year after your child dies, or after you win the lottery, or after you get paralyzed, or whatever, and people miscalculate how they would feel because they focus on the emotional impact of that particular thing and kind of take don't take into account all the other shit that might happen in life and it's like you might be a slave but you might also fall in love and so like you said you might end up in a situation where you're like I don't want to live but I don't want to leave this person and if they're not going to kill themselves yeah. I can't live, leave them you know in the show June she has her daughter who exactly. yeah, you, she you're not she knows it out she has daughter, you know? she has something she has well, something might, to live but. for in that in that and that becomes a major plot throughout the rest of the series series her and her daughter um she doesn't know where she is at this moment in the, in the season but uh she has something to live for and something to keep surviving mm. for in the in the daughter yeah chil- the children stealing shit is fucking nefarious and again it's like yeah because i love how uh atwood said like everything in this shit she took from some real life shit and like the child stealing brainwashing shit of like a new generation is like real shit like that's been done in like every white country of like taking uh, children of the oppressed class and like reintegrating them into the oppressor class and, and turning them into completely brainwashing them against the struggles of their parents to the point where they hate their parents or don't give a fuck about them or don't, you know, have no connection to their previous culture. Including the United States for our U.S. viewers. 100% happened here. Look up the history mm. of Hampton University. Ooh. Drop that bomb on 
let them know knowledge and information. It was esta- it was established as a assimilation institute for Native Americans and um, black mm, people. Yes. Specifically yeah. with that goal in mind. And that's happening in every single white nation. And so the, the idea of like yeah, take it, taking her daughter and then using her and then giving her a new family. And these, this is your new family. And you're, you're, not a, you're not the daughter of a handmaid because handmaids don't have children. They can't have children. They're vessels for, you know, actual people to have kids. It's, I don't know, some crazy ass shit. Did, you, did anybody notice, like, how little June seemed to have cared about her husband being killed? Or perceivably being killed. You're she didn't have right. time, man. She really did. Yeah, she didn't she, have time. I will say, yeah, she, she didn't. I, I, yeah. You, you're, she, you're, right. you're right. I don't though. think she cared. <laughs> you're right. She didn't seem she to care. Quick. But it's also like, it's also like, man, like, I'm going to give her some latitude on that one, man. But you're right. <laughs> it was a lot. She had a lot going on, to be fair. She had a lot going on. She had a lot Put yourself going in her on, shoes. That's what, the process. My favorite part of the show is the flashbacks, and we get to see how civilization crumbled and how women lost everything and every right they ever had. And I think, like you guys said, she had more important things in her mind. I mean, imagine if you're in her shoes. You can't own property. You can't read. You can't write. You can't have a job. And, yeah, it's hor- horrible – yeah, and it's horrible that your husband died and your your daughter is gone. But like, I think she's just focusing on her daughter and keeping and trying to keep the hope alive that she'll see him and get get her back. But still, like in in the grand scheme of things, there's so many things that have gone horribly wrong in her life and mm-hmm. the lives of all these women that you know, it's like kind of in the back of all the terrible things that have happened to her. In my opinion, if I was in her like shoes, in real life. yeah, it would like suck. But it's like also, in every day is life or death for her. Yeah, that's yeah. True. So she I does got, mourn here and there, but like you can't mourn about it every day if you're, you're in her mm-hmm. shoes. You're, you're survival one on one. It's yeah. just like it seemed like at least like a scene where she like shed a tear, like oh my god, like my husband is gone, was right. crying, and they my daughter too, season. like you know, like <laughs> well, there was just like yeah. the flashbacks that just showed their relationship, but not the actual. You're right. Trauma. They, they should have. They could have at least shown that. It was just like. Yep. And he was getting shed on like basically the whole time, especially by the what was her name again. Moira. 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 She was getting. Moira was shitting on her husband like a fair amount. Which and I personally would. I, I didn't. She's I, like, I, here's I the like, problem right here. Exactly. I'm like, yo, <laughs> just walked in the house. Like, he ain't happy. He ain't pushed him off. <laughs> Give him a break. I mean, it was sarcastic, but shit. Yeah. Because all three of them were like living together or something kind of like that for a bit. They yeah. were real exactly. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I, I was I like, "Well, like I want to protect my wife." Like, oh, too. she's not your property, like, bitch. I don't mean like. What do well, you, like, technically, she so is. I'm not I mean, husband. honestly, at this point, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think but that was more like, like some like we're. I think that buddies. was more like a brother sister kind of relationship because you yeah. remember also in that same scene, she, he was like, "Well, you want me to walk you to the station?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah well, fuck yeah. like you know what I mean, like yeah, like please walk to the station." It felt more loving, bastard. Yeah, it felt like when you brother sister ribbing. Uh, Especially when it's like a a cross oppressed oppressed class oppressor kind of thing, it's like you know you might make a joke to your your white friend being like, okay, we're getting kind of getting kind of bossy there, master. Like kind of joke (laughs) a person might give. It's like whoa, time out. Y'all y'all shouldn't laugh at that. That's crazy. (laughs) No, you talking about them? I'm talking about you. I'm talking talking about you, Eddie. I thought it was funny. Wait, hold on. You you you've never is that the energy you coming with? I've you ne- never, never ra- said that shit. You've never, you've never ragged on a white person for being for being an oppressor. Bullshit. I've, ne- never, I've, called I've a, never, never called said, a friend I've a colonizer. Never, I've, I've never called know. a friend a colonizer or master. Like, hey man. Well, I definitely wouldn't say to, master is a little bit is a little bit too you much. Need, but you need, for, you need for to call him out cracking cracking the whip like that, bro. Like, you oh, know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely would make that. I 100. percent I mean, I think I might joke all the time. Yeah. I maybe think I might have did like the whole master thing maybe once, but like it was like a very tongue in cheek joke. Like, but like yeah. Of course, yeah. I'm very like tread line because I don't want that reciprocated exactly. to me. Or you thinking that's okay. My racial like, you know humor has a clear line. My racial humor has a very clear line. It happens. Mine, but mine does too. Know. It's a one-way mirror. I, I think it, there's no <laughs> there's no confusion there. I can make that joke. You can't make that joke. Who's you, so you think they gonna call me a nigga uh, if I if I make that joke? If they if they doing no, that, I'm then saying, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get what you're that's saying. That's already wouldn't be a friend anyway. Like, because nah, you know what? Nah, you know it's, it's the same thing. About, it's like it's if not even about dropping an M bomb though. Okay. Because you can be disrespectful or, like, say something that is make you feel uncomfortable without, like, full-on calling somebody a nigga or, like, a black person a nigga. Like, or sure. just saying it. It's like, and that's why, like, I'm, like, you know, especially like, on some colonizer shit, like, I, I don't call I think that's I funny. Do they do it in funny? Black Panther. Yeah, 
Yeah. They do. Funny. And I was just like, ah. It's funny. I mean, I was like, I get it. I, they, I was like, I get it. I get it. You're not hurting good, their feelings. Like, as far as like my Come personal, on, man. As far as like my personal. Um, T-Bone and Jimbo going to be all right. Like, <laughs> as far as like my personal jokes, and I got a very sick sense of humor, but I just, that's just not something that I personally. I'm with you, Josh. I feel comfortable you. doing. Comedy's okay. a spectrum. Eddie's on this side. You guys are over there. Right. Yeah. Y'all are probably more Comedy's less problematic. So I, I oh. appreciate that. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to feel this because because the Raiders 100 percent talked about the acting. And there were some acting moments that I thought were downright Tyler Perry in this movie. Really? So like the moment. Yeah. So like the moment where she realized that she could um, manipulate the situation with Waterford a little bit and she's in his study and like her tone switches. And it was such a fucking cartoony like. Oh my Sexy god, I'm going to manipulate yeah. him voice. Like it was like, "Oh, well, Commander Waterford, I just want to be in my room so bad. No, I've been in my ass. room so <laughs> long." And it was like Yeah, and it like it like switched in the middle of that conversation and I was like, "Oh my fucking god, like did fucking Tyler Perry? Is this a Tyler Perry production?" Is yeah, but would that, work or would, not, would, it, would that work or would not would that would that work or would it not work? It would work. It, it would work. work. He's not an idiot, know. bro. He's not an idiot, no. bro. He's, He's still not, a guy. You got to fool men like this. You got to fool me. You're not finna come in here with this like Betty Betty Bob fucking voice and be like, oh, <laughs> Commander Waterford, I just really <laughs> want some chocolates. Mr. I really want to go to Jezebel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just like, want to get a drink <laughs> and you at the compound. That's <laughs> Marilyn Monroe over here. I think you might underestimate how much a person might be like, I know you're bullshit. But I don't care because I know I have such power in this situation that whatever that is, yeah. you think you're gonna get that from is, this real. is not okay. gonna. I think men do that all the time. Yeah. Men do that all the time. Right. I know that you're obeying me because you're afraid of me, and I'm okay with that. That's what I want. I want you to play this game and you know, like massage my ego because uh, I know I know you're not gonna okay. do shit. You're right. You're doing this because you're, you're right. afraid. Like I don't think he'll give a fuck. Because uh, like he did call her out, but he was just actually under the wrong impression. Like he she, he knew that she had an ulterior motive. Yeah. For wanting to go there, other than, but he just he didn't no, actually put the real pieces together. He just thought yeah. she might have been, you know, lesbian with, with Mora. Right. So I think it could have it could have told him. I know what you want. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're, I, you're right, Eddie. Motherfuckers I, watching. I, I, I motherfuckers watch porn. You know what I'm saying? They like <laughs> yeah. you. You know this whole shit is fake. You know she's not. Nothing. Guys, subscribe to OnlyFans. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. They know it's fake. They know it's fake. They don't yeah. care. Men just don't give a fuck Yo, that it's fake. So huh. he's simping for June, man. He was simping for June. <laughs> really? well, and that's another thing too. You simping for Fred June? Is, Fred is a cuck. <laughs> for June? No, Josh. Let's get into it, Josh. Let's get into it. Hold simping on. for June? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why we? Why won't like June? <laughs> man, goddamn it, I hate my shit. That bitch, he must really not like his wife. I, I say that. He, yeah, the, man. The thrill has his. Well, she can't give. She can't have babies. So, also, nah, who wants to fuck their wife? He, though, he Sorry, developed an actual emotional connection. Shouldn't that stupid? Whoa, whoa, Eddie! Damn. <laughs> the irony is the, the I, one of the great ironies of the show is in the flashbacks, especially like in the movie theater when uh, the commander and his wife are at the theater and they're just like getting excited for the day to come. You can see, like, they are actually happy as they they seem mm. to be pretty good as a married couple. But then yeah. once the journey. The, this huge. Once the huge movement happened and they took control, their marriage is just uh, a sham and just like she's so she's so oppressed and she has she wants to get out. The irony Eddie's. of her being her the, the the irony of her being happy before on the and journey, and yeah. Bas- yeah, basically in her own hell afterwards. It's, it's crazy irony. When you get on, he gonna leave your ass for a white girl. But ladies, do not be out here building motherfuckers. <laughs> don't don't build a man. He gonna he gonna take all your rights uh, away it, as soon as he get on. <laughs> Leave you for a handmaid. And leave you for a handmaid. Right. Leave you for a handmaid. Serena did um the maid dirty. That was, mm. uh, it was at the baby shower. Mm. When the yeah. maid just came up and said, Well, maybe let's put the maybe, maybe let's put the stuff and Serena just turned around and slapped the taste out of that poor woman's mouth. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> like, but that's that's what that's what white like God. white white womanhood is of of like you're opp- you're like oppressed on one thing, but you're like you've got all these like barbs for like your maid, your handmaid, yeah, or whatever, because yeah, yeah. you got you're your little bit of power. On, so you just turn around exactly. and shit on the yeah. other people that's below you. But I was just like, it's God just, damn. yeah, yeah. A bully creates a bully. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Do they get well, into um? Do they get into the the race aspect in later seasons? 
because like I you see like little fine. tinges. Like they just weren't racist or not, were, were they no, racist? No, not, not, not really at all. Um, what happens is uh, Moira actually escapes to Canada and she moves in with the husband, with, uh, oh, with yeah. June's husband. Yeah. And they live in Canada for a while. And then, um, then June's story is trying to get her daughter um, up out to Canada um, for the next season. But there's but the nothing. They don't really. They don't. No, they don't really touch on that at all. I mean, but Alvin, you saw. I mean, so I, I was just thinking, like I saw, like, um, like there was one, there was one black couple amongst like the the elites that got a handmade, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just there were there were black members of the eye here and there. So I was just wondering, like, how that played in, if it did. Um, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not like. Concerned it was all, it was all gender, all gender, yeah, dynamics, yeah all gender. The whole Which series. Which kind of makes sense, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it reminds me yeah. of how, like the decision that they made for um in. House of Cards to make him a, a Democrat in order to not make it too ham-fisted by making him yeah. like an evil Republican. So I feel like in this, they were like, we're going to do Gilead as like a commentary on this thing. We can't make him racist and anti like interracial marriage as well because it would have just been, it would have been like cartoonish. It would have been a lot. Yeah. 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 So I, so you I think do, I appreciate you can do them it, being but like, it's hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, I wouldn't like, be surprised. High Castle appreciate does they made one thing at a time. I, I agree. I agree. I think they did a great job with it. it it's like uh, Macbeth with Denzel. That's why I love that movie so much. It's I just, still need to see it. It looks good. It's, it's so it's good. incredible. It's, it's so very good. well Denzel's shot. Macbeth. Yeah. It's the yeah. best yeah. shot beautiful. movie of that year. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Amazing. Cohen, uh, who Joel made it? Joel Cohen. Joel Cohen. And it's it's tremendous. And it, he's black. Char- he's Joel he's Cohen. black actor playing Macbeth. And like, who, who cares? It's perfect. It doesn't really matter. Just mm-hmm. black characters, and then when traditionally there aren't. So I think that's why a lot of great modern productions have been so terrific with representation in characters and traditional stories. Just because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, when you're definitely. It's perspective. For the story. You know? It's freaking Denzel as Macbeth. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, who cares? Denzel is always the right choice. But, yeah, yeah, always, agree, <laughs> always, agree. whatever go, role it is, whatever you need to do. <laughs> You could do blue as the warmest got, color again, and Denzel could be one. Yeah. Like, that's that's the right. No, he, that's the right he choice. Could both, that was he correct. could be both of them. It could be he both Denzel. Both they do a green screen situation. <laughs> yeah. Denzel loving Denzel. Mo, mo <laughs> cap suit. He'll technically queer. <laughs> well, look, everybody. That's been it's been the Raiders. It's been uh, the waving the red flag podcast gang. If you see your government um, slowly chipping away at your rights, planting nuclear bombs and shit, you might be seeing a red flag. Um, but at the same time, if uh, fucking, I don't know, if you're a film bro, it might be you just waving a red flag. <laughs> it's been waving a red flag podcast. <laughs> it's been Eddie. It's been Josh. It's been Alvin. It's been T-Bone. It's been Jimbo. Um, <laughs> join us on Patreon before every episode if you want to join live and, you know, watch us shoot the shit. Like, subscribe, let us know everything that you think, and <clears throat> we'll see you all next week. And obviously, see us uh, later in August on um, the Raiders podcast. Is there anything you all want to drop? Or like, let the people yeah, know. just Raiders of Lost podcast on all platforms. This will be dropping, I think, mid August, mid like to August, late August, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, it was so fun to have you guys to be with you guys on this episode and the Severance episode. I'm sure is going to come out so well. We're filming that next, but yeah, find us anywhere. Raiders of the Lost podcast. <laughs>